Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. Hi everyone, it's Jeff Woodward here. I want to welcome you to a very special edition of my story that I know you're going to love on this very special day called uh, Mother's Day. But of course here at Metro, it's Celebrate Women Day. We're going to celebrate some stories of some great women out of our church in just a few moments with you. I do want to say a special thank you though to every one of you that continues to give. I never want to forget this because I want you to know that your giving to the things of God is always significant. Jesus said, if you give but a glass of water to uh, one of His people, then that doesn't go unnoticed. So I know that your giving is bringing blessing not only to your life, but it's bringing blessing to so many other people as well. So thank you for that. Thank you for your faithful giving. I want to let you know as well that next Sunday, which is the 15th of May, by the way, if you're watching this later, Metro Life is going to be happening again. We gather in homes really for the purposes of getting to know one another better, building great relationships. And if you'd like to be a part of that, contact us, info at metrochurch.org.au and we'll make sure we'll make space and really love to welcome you to one of those homes for a great meal. It's going to be great. Then, of course, on the 29th, being a five-Sunday month, the very last Sunday is what we call Presence. It's a night given over to worship, to spending time in the presence of God, really allowing the Holy Spirit to do whatever He wants to do. Pastor Michael Battersby, again, will be leading that. I know it's going to be a phenomenal night. So all those things happening, you're welcome anytime at Metro. I'm going to be back at the end of these five women's stories to share with you something about who God is that you'll hear them speak about. I know you're going to be blessed. So sit back and enjoy these wonderful stories as we celebrate these women together. for seven and a half years now and we tried to have a baby for six years and yes six years is a very long time to keep going when everything around us um, just pointed to nothing it seemed like we weren't go we were not going anywhere with we, we were just wasting our money and time um, but we prayed we prayed, we prayed, me and Sudip, we prayed. And everyone around us, um, our family, um, Metro Church family, prayer team, and um, Connect Group family, they, they all prayed for us, they, they stood with us. Um, for me personally, when I, when I hit rock bottom and I see no other way, I, I would just worship God. I would just play a song and uh, forget everything and um, just feel His presence and um, that would give me strength and comfort I need. Also, um, also God used so many people around us to, to, to remind us that He's good, He's, He's still taking care of us. Like um, Iris Stafford once gave me a bookmark. bookmark it had a word on it. It said, those who hope in the Lord will 
renew their strength and they will soar on the wings like eagles and they will run and not grow weary i still have it i um i look at it and i remind myself all the time i have so many promises to um to look up to when um when i'm down so yeah she probably had no idea that <laughs> what i was going through but um so many instances like that god used people around us um if when i look back now we, we can only uh look at the good things like how god brought us up um and not so much the pain but but it's all god i can't think of any other any other way i could have done it me or sudeep we could have done it um it's all god and we are just so grateful we have a beautiful daughter now um and uh, we are we are just so grateful and thankful biggest thing that helped me was I always had this knowing inside of me that it was going to be okay. I just had a I just knew that Jesus died that we would be set free, healed and made whole. And so whenever I went through difficult times, I all just always believed even though I cannot always say that it was I had a strong faith at times you know there were times when i did feel lost there was times when i wondered where god was but in the midst of it all there was this knowing and knowing that he loved me and knowing that he loved my children and knowing that through the, these difficult times he was always there for me so i guess the thing that i can say really helped me was that and i just I can't even understand how I would manage without having had Jesus in my life because he made all the difference. You know, I'd had time before knowing him where I'd gone through difficult times and it's so different because you don't have have that knowing that he's there. You don't have that love that you know that he gives you. I mean, he loves us so much and he loves those ones that we love so much. So there's a there's a knowing and there's a um and you just understand that he's just there. And sometimes, you know, things don't turn out the way that you want them to turn out, but you know that he, everything is turns out for good. So you just know that down the track it'll be okay. And there's still things that I'm waiting for. There's still things that I'm believing for. but i just know that he carries me through that he carries me through those difficult times and i have seen i have seen with my own eyes amazing miracles that he's done sorry it makes me cry just thinking about it i mean even with my mother you know it was an absolute miracle what he did with my mother my mother had um dementia and we were uh, estranged from her when we were children and uh, 
it just, what he did there was incredible. He turned that situation around. I was just believing that maybe, you know, she'd get healed, but what he did was amazing. And so I know that he'll do exactly the same thing in all these situations that I'm coming to or in my life at the moment. So yeah, God is good and he's good all the time. So yeah, as I said, it's not always that we stand in amazing faith. That's not the truth. There are times when we say, where are you? Where are you, Lord? But if you really stop and think, he's there. You know, if you really calm yourself and and allow his peace and presence to touch your life, you know that he's there. You know that he's doing a job. You know that he's transforming. And I can say he's done it so often in my life. And they're the times that we need to remember. They're the times that we need to stand on when we're going through difficult times. It's also good to have strong, committed people around about you that can pray for you and love you. That has been a a real important thing in my life. And to love your family no matter where they go, what they do, just to be consistently loving them Um, but really you know you just keep loving them and they will come back they will make the right choices they will you just have to stand in faith and believe because God is good all the time For me, this verse comes to mind. Amos 3.3, can two people walk together unless they agree? So before he accepted or we accepted this offer, we had prayed about it and we knew God was going to do something awesome in that year. But it wasn't until December. And so when we agreed to take on this work, we knew that, we knew the challenges that would come with it. And yes, he was ready to do his part by being away. And I was also willing to do my part by holding the fort whilst he's away. So first and foremost, we had to agree. We knew that we're going somewhere. And so with that agreement, we had a focus and God being the center of it all. That kept us going. We knew we couldn't do this on our own. I mean, before he leaves, he's usually away six weeks and then comes back three weeks. We have done six and a half months without him. When he's leaving, he says, or he will try and call every day. But Australia is eight hours ahead of Burkina Faso. And so the timing is always not the best because he starts 6 a.m., which is 2 in the afternoon here. The girls would be in school by then. And then when they come back from school, we call and maybe he's in a meeting and so he can't answer the call. So we do our best, but then we are not able to talk every, every day. 
but we try. We make the conscious effort to, to keep in touch. Sometimes just to say hello or to ask how each other's day has went. The girls sometimes don't understand why their dad should be away for so long. But then I keep reminding them he's doing his part and we're also supposed to do our parts. And so I have to tell them, look, he's not answering the call because he's in a meeting. When he's done, he would, he would call. And he does. Most of the time, he has to sacrifice because you have to stay till like 11 p.m., which is morning here around 7 a.m. to talk to the girls. And sometimes I have to cut the call short because we'll be running late for school. We, look, all this has been by the grace of God. If someone ever told me I'll be able to do this, I would have said no. But God, God is so big. He eases us into situation. He doesn't just throw us into it bit by bit. And I can say that I'm not the woman I was four and a half years ago. I'm, I'm scared of things. But to be in a big house with two little children, I can say it's just by the grace of God. And God, God has been closest to me as never before. And so, yeah, we do our best to keep in touch but then we still understand that things happen and what we plan might not always be so. But we trust God that could always make a way. So, yeah. Thank you. God bless you. I do remember how it started in my life. I just knew that Jesus loved me from a child. But Chris taught me that if I want to be a giver, I have to learn to be a receiver from God. And what have I received from God? I've been completely washed. I've been completely redeemed and I am holy, I've been set apart by God. And my supply comes from God. And what Chris and I pray is that all our springs are in you. We often say that to God, all our springs are in you. And we learn to see, there's a perception change. We learn to see as Jesus sees people and we, watch them and see what Jesus are you seeing. We want God to change us and we become hungry for his word. We learn to bless and not to curse. That's the things that we've learned. We're living in an environment of blessing and favour and abundance. And Chris and I have tried all our lives to live from God's supply that comes into us and then out from us. 
the Word of God says that we're to add to our faith virtue. And I read that, let the faith of God express itself in miracles of goodness and mercy and kindness. By his divine power, God's word said, he has given us everything we need to live godly lives. And Peter says to just add to our faith goodness or generosity or virtue or however word you want to use. And I just think about faith. What, what is my faith? Because we all have faith. Faith comes to us the very moment that we accept Jesus as our Lord and Saviour. We receive a measure of faith and that faith propels us from not knowing Jesus into a place where we know Jesus. And it's a relationship with Jesus that sustains faith. Sometimes we might think we don't have enough faith, but we've got, all of us have got a measure of faith. And that faith comes from a relationship with Jesus. If we are having a relationship with Jesus, we have faith. There's no question about, have I got enough faith? Yes, you've got plenty of faith. Jesus is your first love. And then you just, faith just rises in your heart. And well, first of all, you receive it, you receive what God's got from it for you. He says, I've poured my love into your heart and it just seeps into every cell, every, every cell. And it just comes up and up and up into your life till you're full. And then you start to overflow. And then when you overflow, it's like a spring. It's just there, it just comes out of you because of your relationship with Jesus. He's looking after you, so you, it just flows out. And, and then there's miles of people, that's a church, there's miles of people and we've all got these springs. And all these springs run down like a river, the river of God. And the atmosphere has changed and, 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 and the way that things can grow around us changes. And, and God, God, actually, it's a virtue and a virtue means that we have got miracles throwing out of our lives. And God can do wonders in our lives. It, it says, there's a lovely scripture and I, I'm not sure if I can see it on my bit of paper just now. But it, it says that what really happens is the whole earth will be filled with the glory of God as the waters cover your, the sea and it's just you and my, me and my corner and you and yours.
Well, firstly, may I say that I've heard um, a number of people, and probably some who should know better, misquote this scripture as to train up a child in the way you want them to go. And I've heard them reference that in terms of career or relationships or whatever, but uh, that's not what God says. He says, train them up in the way they should go. And uh, as a young mum, um, when I had my first child, our lifestyle was uh, very different. It was very transient. And we certainly didn't have um, a normal uh, family routine um, for which a lot of people criticised me. And um, actually reading that scripture in the Amplified Bible um, kind of really set me me free from, from that criticism because it said, um, train up in the child in the way he should go in keeping with his own individual gift or bent. And, um, and we spent a lot of nights, late nights for a child in meetings, seeing the power of God move, seeing people get healed and saved. And the deposit that that put in our child was, well, the fruit of it still being born out this day. So that lifestyle and, and that very unusual lack of routine, if you like, um, it, it produced in her something amazing. It was the season we were in, but it also put a, a deep deposit in her life. Um, and even in terms of, of disciplining children, um, we, we know that they're all very different. And, and I found that um, while she uh, had uh, responded to very traditional ways of being disciplined, the next child was a very, a very different personality. And we actually, you may remember, had to come up with some more creative ways of, of shaping, um, shaping his character and behaviour. Um, the, the Amplified is, is been revised since those days and its phrase says to train up a child in the way should, he should go, teaching him to seek God's wisdom and will for his abilities and talents, which I just think is an amazing phrase. Um, we need to seek God's wisdom for, for parenting them, but we need to teach them to find God's will and wisdom for themselves, and not impose on them what we think they should do um, or who they should form relationships with. Um, obviously, we want them to be godly and we pray into that, but um, God treats us all as individuals and has a, a plan for each of our lives, which we need to discover, um, just like our children are all different and we need to explore ways to, to raise them and to see them walk into their future. So yeah, this scripture's been a, a big um, stalwart in my arsenal, if you like, when it comes to, to raising our children. Hi again, everyone. Weren't those amazing stories? You know, I know these women and I just know how much the impact of their journey has made in their lives and what a testimony they've been to so many other people who've watched them journey, sometimes through some pretty big difficulties. But you know, every one of us is on a journey. 
even if you would say to me, well, Jeff, I don't know Jesus or I'm not a Christian or I don't have faith. I'd say, but you're on a journey and God wants to be a part of that journey with you. Every journey's got a beginning. We heard from my wife earlier in one of those stories. But you know, there was a moment, there was a time when of course I didn't know Rhonda, had no idea who she was, didn't know what she was like. And then there came that time when I got introduced to her, I met her. And then the relationship began to grow and now here we are, uh, 43 years of married life later. And there's still a journey though of learning about each other. I believe that God wants to not just simply write your name down somewhere rather. He wants to go on a journey with you. He wants you to discover what He's like through experience, not just simply by hearing about it or hearing a sermon, but He wants you to discover all those wonderful things. He wants you to discover how much hope He wants to bring to your life, how generous God will be towards you, how close He will come to you. He wants you to discover how personal that He is towards you. And I know that that begins just like any relationship, it starts somewhere. For most of us, we can look back and pinpoint a moment where we said yes to Jesus. Saying yes to Christ is the beginning of our journey. It's where I say, God, I, I know I don't have what I need inside of me. I'm gonna ask you to come into my life. I'm gonna surrender my life to you, the leadership of my life. I'm gonna let you take me on this journey. If you'd like to say your yes to Jesus, it's such an amazing and a wonderful thing to do. We would love to be a part of that journey with you. We've developed this thing we call Yes Text, where each day we will send you one Bible verse and a prayer. They're different every day, of course, and they'll encourage you. You'll discover things about God. They'll help you go on the journey. How do you get those? Well, firstly, I'm gonna lead you in a minute. I'm gonna pray with you and you can say your yes. Then why don't you text that yes? The number will be there on the screen for you. If you're in Australia, 0488 826 392. If you'd rather get it by email or you're outside of Australia, then simply go to yes.metrochurch.org.au and we'd absolutely love to be a part of your journey with God. Can I pray with you? I'm also gonna pray for those of you here who go, Jeff, I need hope right now. Jeff, I need abundance in my life right now. Jeff, I need to know the closeness and the personalness of God, the constancy of God. Come on, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for every person that's been a part of this, my story. I pray first of all, Lord, for those that right now are going to say, I want Jesus in my life. Maybe they've known religion, might have known church rules or rituals, but they've never really encountered you. And today, Lord Jesus, you are going to come into their life as they say their yes to you. Yes, Lord, I want you to live in me. I want you to go on the journey with me. Thank you for that, Lord, for each one of them. I pray that this will be the beginning of the greatest days of their life. But Lord, I'm also gonna pray for all those people that right now need hope or need abundance in their life. They are, they're not sure of your constancy, Lord, the closeness you have. Lord, how personal you'll be to them. I pray for every single one of those as well, Lord, that you'll help them. Holy Spirit, you'll be around about them. You'll give them that little insight, that reminder that they need to continue in this great journey of faith with Jesus Christ. Thank you for that, Lord, right now. Thank you for blessing each and everyone that's been a part of this tremendous growth session. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Hey, listen, everyone, join us anytime, won't you? Metro Church right here on Beaufort Street, kind of Beaufort and Aberdeen Streets here in Perth, Sunday morning, 9.30. Of course, we're online and all those other platforms. Love to hear from you. Look forward to seeing you somewhere soon.